What is up, people? You are listening in to New Generation Hero Talk. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We have a great show for you guys today. We'll be talking about what to expect from Marvel in 2024. 2023 is coming to an end. And quite frankly, not a lot from this Marvel slate. Some projects appear to be pushed back. Only four things clearly on the docket. So I'll ask my guys what they're looking forward to in this 2024 slate. Is this enough for a 2024 slate? We'll also talk about some interesting comments from Kevin Feige regarding the future of Tony Stark in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the latest updates on Superman Legacy. Of course, that's going to be the starting point for the new DC Universe being created by uh, CEO of DC Studios, James Gunn. He is, of course, directing that movie, and he has an update on where the script is. And spoiler alert, it is pretty much done. So... Uh, we'll get you guys the thoughts on that, some thoughts on some of the casting stuff that happened that we didn't get to check out uh, or talk about yet as well. So a lot to get to on this edition of Hero Talk. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. And Sham, I don't know if you got to see this, but for me, it was sad news to see, especially because I had actually started watching this show again, and I was uh, in the middle of a season two. I was like probably two, three episodes of season two. But... uh Another you know, L for streaming services and another W for physical media. Sp- uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, the very popular uh, animated series that was, of course, created by Greg Wiseman. Um, it is now back off of Disney+. Plus. So if you are out there trying to find the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon that came out, I believe, around 2009, you will not find it on Disney+. Plus. It has been removed. So, Sham, we've had a lot of conversations about... Uh, the way streaming services have been operating, and this was another L for me because this is, you know, especially coming off of a movie where this character literally was in a Spider-Man movie. It's uh, it's really unfortunate that they decided to remove uh, the spectacular Spider-Man. What, for my money, one of the, one top, of the top two or three shows ever when it comes to animated uh, superhero shows. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's a shame. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's there's not much. Uh, I mean, there's really not much else uh, kind of to be said. I mean, it's just it's a good show. Disney owns, um, you know, Disney has uh, the rights to the show, and they they could have it on their platform. And they, um, you know, just are choosing not to. It, it's a shame. Um, you know, it's it's similar to. Uh, you know other shows that aren't on on streaming services, even though they they kind of should be. I I don't know. I don't understand it. I would love to kind of get into the, get into the the minds of these executives when they make these decisions, um, because I don't think it helps them. You know, I think I think they are are. It's not. It's not. I think they're the the outcome of just removing content from your service is that less people will be engaged, especially when it's good content, <laughs> you know, content that it's like actually yeah. has a fan base. I mean, you're, um, you consistently start, you're getting less bang for your buck. The minute you remove content or don't put yeah. on content that you own, people are assuming yeah. when they buy a Disney plus a max a Peacock that whatever these corporations own, they can access. And in fact, they don't have to buy DVDs or Blu-rays or whatever, um, to continue to watch these shows that they enjoy. Yeah, so I I just love to know the reasoning. I don't know if it's a space thing, if it's a technical thing. I I don't know what it is. Um, so it's very strange to me because I don't see any downside to having stuff on their on their platform. So it just seems odd to me. 
Seems odd to me as well. Kendall joins me on the show as well. Kendall, I know you're a big fan of this show. We've talked a lot about how streaming services approach these type of situations. Uh, last week, you had uh, what I thought were pretty bizarre comments from David Zaslov really doing a victory lap for removing Looney Tunes from Max. Uh, he, <laughs> you know, he, was, he, did, he did a victory lap for a lot of weird things. He was doing a victory lap for canceling Batgirl. But then he also was doing a victory lap for removing Looney Tunes and how it was important for them to to move to distance themselves from the brand, which seemed so ridiculous considering how much Looney Tunes really helped establish the Warner Brothers brand and the Warner Media brand. So, uh, again, another L for um, for streaming services this week. Yeah, man, it's been a weird. We're in a bit of a weird time, uh, you know. The Looney Tunes thing is interesting because then there's a whole another conversation about like the the Looney Tunes, the rights to the Looney Tunes are going to become public. I think in the next like five, ten years, something like that. Because Mickey Mouse is coming up uh, <laughs> in a couple of weeks. And once we hit January, Mickey Mouse is going to be uh, publicly public domain the same way that a character like. Dracula or somebody or you know Robin Hood you know anybody can make Mickey Mouse projects at, at the start of 2024 so that'll be interesting but uh but yeah we're in a bit of a weird time with the whole Looney Tunes situation um but that uh and that was an unfortunate deal because there's a lot of great Looney Tunes content out there and apparently this Acme versus this Coyote versus Acme movie uh that's coming out from James Gunn is supposed to be really really good uh, also bizarre that they were going to cancel that, considering uh, James Gunn had produced it, and he's running probably their most, their biggest IP right yeah. now. So uh, obviously, something was happened behind the scenes. Something happened behind the scenes to allow that to, that, to allow that to get shopped out elsewhere. But uh, Spectacular Spider-Man things are fortunate. You know, I was I was talking to Shamari um, earlier in the day, and I was telling him how you know me and our brother Henry we're currently rewatching X Men Evolution um, mm. on Disney Plus, and you know just obviously just getting you know there's no there's nothing X Men coming out. You know we, we'll get to X Men ninety seven right yeah uh, later today, but like um, but there's nothing X Men you know down the pipe for a while. So figure why not rewatch uh, uh, an X Men series. And spectacular Spider-Man was also on our radar, and then that get, that got that got canned. So um, we'll see. Hopefully, it's being hopefully it's going to get picked up someplace else. Uh, but I know it used to be on Netflix, and then it got moved uh, specifically to Disney Plus. So I wonder what its long-term viability is on streaming services. But yeah, no, that's a that's a tough deal because, um, like you said, if there's no place for it to watch it, it just becomes lost media. Uh, which you know the 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 place for lost media nowadays is like Tubi, which is free, <laughs> and you know yeah. if, you know generally they just pick up anything that's that you can't find anywhere else. But we also had that that controversy with PlayStation, um, you know, earlier this week where or last week where they removed, I believe, all of like Discovery content off of the PlayStation Store, and people that bought stuff from people that bought those items that content it was being removed off of their playstation and they can't watch it anymore that's insane and you had people being like yo i watched it someone joked they were like i guess i found my next lawsuit to file um (laughs) (laughs) but people people were buying people had things that they that they didn't they physically buy but things that they digitally bought 
that they weren't allowed to because I guess technically you know you're only buying access to like the ability, the ability to access it you're not you don't actually own it so like you said man I mean the physical media digital media you know debate is something that goes on and will continue to go on for a while but um but it's been a been a rough week <laughs> for uh for the digital crowd oh, yeah. yeah man well shout out to my uh my uh uh, my friend Ashley, my, you know, one of my good friend Martin Torres's wife, she, for Christmas last year or two years ago, she actually got me the Spider Spectacular Spider Man DVD, um, whole complete seasons, and I kind of, I kind of felt bad because in the next following year, like last year, they put it on the streaming service. Like, oh man, maybe I didn't need this, but you know what? It was a great lesson for me that you know what things you like and things you want to consume, things you know you will consume at some point, get the physical because these we, we cannot be. The streaming services, they're a scam. They're telling you, hey, you don't worry about the physical. You come, to our, come to us and we got all the things you want and all the things that we own are all on this app. And then a year later, a year or two later, they remove stuff. And it even shows that they create. Like, I, I never get over I know it's kind of a off-topic thing, but, like, the show Love Life from HBO, uh, HBO Max, which was a fantastic show. It's nothing to do with superheroes or anything, but it's a kind of a romance comedy kind of show. Like, they created the show. And then they removed it. it like they they can't they didn't they didn't do a third season. They canceled the show, and I, I'm pretty sure it's not even on HBO Max anymore. And there are a lot of other shows that are like that as well. Yeah, it, it's totally removed. So it, I'm like, you, you can't even to be give us the stuff that you're actually creating that are supposed to be exclusives on the app. We can't even um, feel like confident that those things are going to stay. Like, what's the point of this? So. Yeah, it's it's a shame. Shout out to uh, Wiseman. Shout out to uh, all the people that worked on you know Spectacular Spider Man. We all love that show. It's me again. Uh, it's top three, top two. Like I mean, to me, is that is that good? It's, it's it's definitely I think top five. I think when I think of animated cartoons, I know there are a lot, so it's hard to say two, three, or two because we're talking about Justice League and Batman the anime series and Young Justice and. X-Men the animated series so it's it's but it's in that class it's in that S tier class and it's a shame that it continues to get disrespect even beyond the years of Sony and Disney XD and all the fights they had there like the fact that it's, it's even in uh it's posthumously being um you know disrespected is is messed up to me but um let's get to uh this stuff we got on today's show so again like I said at the top uh, this Marvel slate heading into 2024 looking kind of light uh, we have Deadpool coming out. Uh, we have X-Men 97 coming out. Oh, did I say X-Men 97? Hold up. Oh, we also have uh, uh, Echo. And we have Agatha, The Darkhold Diaries. It's a, a, a show that continues to change names like, uh, you know, like Mick Foley changed personalities when he was wrestling back in the day from Do Love to Mankind to Cactus Jack. So this is not necessarily the kind of slate we've been seeing from Marvel of late. We're used to seeing at least two, a lot of times three to four movies a year, multiple shows a year. Here you're talking about one movie, one animated series, and then two uh, TV series. One Echo that was shot a while ago, my understanding was at least. So, uh, Sham, are you concerned about the slate being this slate coming into 2024? Um, well, uh, well, yes. Um, but I mean, as I, as we, I've said, you know, for many 
weeks and months now. It's one of many things I'm concerned about when it comes to Marvel, but this is not going to help. You know, this is not going to help at all. Um, Deadpool, I'm I'm pretty certain will be good because it's Deadpool, so it's you know it's something that Marvel can release that can be as you know goofy and silly and crazy and violent and um, and you know just it kind of is just as wild as they want and that's what people grow into Deadpool to see and they're gonna get what they came to see so that will be good. Um, don't know what to expect from the Agatha show and I would think X Men '97 would be good as well, but. I mean that's not going to be, um, that's not going to carry Marvel. That's not going to like bring any like real momentum into like the MCU. So I, this is a uh, this is not good. You know, honestly, to be completely honest with you, I really don't think this is good. Um, I mean, I would think the only way they can kind of uh, buffer this is if they have, and they haven't been doing this the past several years too. But if they have like a, a pretty strong um, con presence is like Comic Cons or like you know um, D twenty three or other events like that to kind of promote their their uh, their future projects and have like good like very good marketing campaigns if they can really uh, you know kind of put a lot of their effort into promoting that then you know but but yeah this isn't good. This isn't good. Um, you know, obviously doesn't generate any kind of excitement or buzz because there's hardly anything coming out. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, a whole lot of nothing. Um, so, yeah, not good. Not good at all. Interesting. So, Shamari not happy with the direction of Marvel coming in with a light slate for 2024. Kendall, how do you see it? Yeah, it's so interesting. Um, Look, a year is a fairly long time, um, you know, but honestly, I think when you look at the calendar, you look at what's coming out, um, I think Marvel is really looking at this as a big reset year. Uh, As we talked about with with DC, when DC was having their issues um, around that, that Batman v Superman era. And Suicide Squad, it was like, oh man, DC, everything DC came out with was was shaky. And they sort of, at a certain point, sort of hit a reset button. Um, and, and then that's when we got a Wonder Woman and we got a, an Aquaman. And, you know, eventually they re, redid Suicide Squad and things of that nature that were, like, DCEU movie, Birds of Prey didn't work out as well. But, um, you know, I feel like... Marvel's is sort of at that sort of a point, and I think I don't know if they feel like they I don't know if they want to just uh, load up twenty twenty four with a bunch of projects that they had already kind of made and you know just kind of die on that hill so to speak, I, I, as opposed to just pushing things back. Like we're hearing the the Falcon not Falcon Winter Soldier, but uh, Captain America Brave New World is a movie that they push back mainly because they thought that you know the action sequences allegedly needed um needed some work uh and that it just it wasn't working out the way it was being done before and that they had to hit the reset button so you know if if, if you're marvel i think that that's probably a smarter approach because at the end of the day um they need like just putting these movies out people aren't just going to automatically see it we we saw the box office for the marvels and 
saw that like people weren't going to see that movie just because it was a Marvel movie. Um, Deadpool is going to make a lot of money. I, I'm, I'm confident in that. But uh, but what else on their immediate slate is like a guaranteed thing? Like I don't know if Thunderbolts is a guaranteed thing. I don't even know if Captain America: Brave New World is a guaranteed thing. And that's a Captain America movie, so they got to make sure that they get these things right so they can drum up the same kind of excitement. Um, with that being said, am I excited about what they're coming out with? Not necessarily. I mean, again, we have Echo. Uh, I don't really have much. They've, I mean, they've kind of already said, yeah, Echo's like, it's canon, I guess, but they're putting it under their Marvel Spotlight banner that suggests that it's not going to play much of a factor in the other movies and vice versa. You won't have to have, they claim you won't have to have seen a whole lot of the other stuff to enjoy Echo. I don't know how that makes any sense, considering it ties into Hawkeye, which ties into Daredevil, but right. that's, that's what they're telling us. Um, so between Echo and this Agatha show, I mean, those are two things that I don't necessarily need, but those are two of the four projects that we're getting. And, you know, X-Men 97 is X-Men 97, so I'm going to watch that, and I'm going to enjoy that. Um, and, you know, that me and our brother Henry, we watched... Uh, the the Mister Sinister episodes of uh, at least uh, the introduction of Mister Sinister in X Men, uh, the animated series, um, and I mean that show is also really good. So I mean I'm oh, excited yeah. for that to come back, and and then of course you got Deadpool. So you know it, it, it's a really light year, but it's not like DC is giving them any uh, any any uh, counter competition either. So I'll tell you what. I I actually think that this is a blessing in disguise for Marvel that they don't have as much stuff this year. Is it ideal what they would want? I don't think so. But I think the things that they have, I think the fact that half of what they're putting out next year is X-Men adjacent or X-Men itself content is exactly what the doctor ordered. Because how many times have we come on the show and been like, where's the X-Men? Where's the X-Men? Where's the X-Men? But the fact that we have, again... A Deadpool movie that's going to have Wolverine as a co-lead and most likely, almost certainly, several other, we're getting links of several other um, X-Men figures that will be involved. The fact that you have X-Men 97 in the fold as well, like, I think that that's great. Now, would I love to have a lot more content in here? Obviously, I would, but we've seen Marvel struggle in these last three to four years with having so much content coming out every year and things slipping through the cracks. So Kendall tells me, hey, they, they're questioning kind of how things were working creatively for Captain America, so they pushed that back. Great. You should push it back if, if creatively things aren't working out. We've heard about excuse me, all the major issues that have been going on with things like Blade. Like, yeah, if it's not ready or if, if the stuff ain't it, we don't need to see it. We want to see the best possible content. So the fact that they feel confident enough in these four things coming out next year makes me feel good that these four things will be good. And I tell you what, like I was someone because of all the reporting, all the stuff we were hearing about Echo and it sounded like that thing was going to be a flat out train wreck. But I don't know anybody who watched that trailer and wasn't intrigued. I mean, that was a fantastic trailer. Now, have we been fooled by great trails before that for shows and the movies that ended up being trash? We have, but I tell you what, that trail was nothing like how it was being described in terms of how what the show was going to be, and and all the problems it was having. So, I, I'm not tripping so much about the fact that Marvel doesn't have as much content. I think Shamari, like we've seen them struggle so much when they had 
too much to put out at once. Perhaps having less on their plate will allow them to focus more closely in attention to detail to what they actually are putting out. So any thought to that? I know you say you were concerned, but I'm actually curious. I'm actually curious to see their ability to focus one and two. Uh, the fact that we can have half this content be X-Men content and how that can maybe divert our attention away from things that, quite frankly, we can be saying we don't care about. We keep saying all we want is X-Men. Well, here, half the stuff we're getting next year is X-Men. Um, well, I mean, I I feel like the Deadpool stuff, I have to I have to know where this Deadpool thing is. Like, is it, like, how, like, just how canon are the X-Men that we're going to get? Like, are we going to get, like, the X-Men X-Men that we're going to get have going forward? Or is this going to be, like, a almost like a, like, a, just another universe of X-Men or multiple un- different universes of X-Men? Or, like, what, like, that's, that's what I would want to know because, and also, again, like, this is Deadpool, so I'm expecting this to be way over the top. Of, like, a version of the X-Men, similar to Deadpool 2, quite frankly, like a version of the X-Men that is just just very exaggerated in different ways, and ways in which we know we're just not going to see them in their movies, or in I guess whatever your regular Marvel movies are. So I'm like almost like half counting Deadpool, but I have to know more about what the X-Men are going to be doing in Deadpool. Um, and the X-Men 97 is a cartoon, and, and I... I I want to see Kevin Feige's X-Men like the the X-Men the casted X-Men that we want to see. I do think I do think you have a point in terms of like um in terms of them needing to slow down because I know Bob had brought that up, Bob Iger brought that up and I think he is uh you know, I don't think he's wrong in that. Um but um but I I feel like I feel like there's a difference between slowing down and kind of and I wouldn't call it nothing. It's not like there's like nothing coming out, but there's so there's so little mm. after having put out so much um subpar content that it's like, okay, you could probably use like at least another movie, you know. I think like a couple like, movies is is fine. Like a couple like good like feature length like quote unquote blockbuster type movies. In a year is is fine. I think that's doable, um, as opposed to just Deadpool, which is kind of we don't even know where that really stands in terms of the MCU canon and how it's going to affect things going forward. So, I, I don't really think this helps. I don't think so, this little content is is going to be helpful for them. I think they could use at least a one or two like solid state like staple uh, movies. So, so you think that your? I'm curious in terms of like your your thoughts on Deadpool. Like, does does Deadpool have to have the future of the X Men universe explained for it to be good? Like, I, no. I feel no, like no. okay. I, okay. No. I feel like that. I feel like those expectations are are tough for this kind of movie, knowing that a lot it's gonna be a lot of comedy. And they're gonna have a lot of fun. That's a lot of expectations to put on this. Yeah, no, not at all. I'm expecting to like Deadpool a lot. I'm just, I am just, I'm just. That's not just. I, I, I think I'm just speaking in terms of that. The, uh, um, uh, kind of X, scratch, the X Men side of it. The, right. Yeah, the X Men part of it. It's scratching the X Men itch that I've been talking about for the past like several years. Like 
this is fine, but like how like how like how much of that is how much of the regular X Men we're gonna get going forward is are we gonna see of that in this movie? That's kind of what I'm talking about. I do think the movie's gonna be good. I actually think it's gonna be very good. Um, but I don't know if that's gonna help Marvel much because Deadpool isn't like I'm. I'm not gonna look at this and say, "Oh, this is another uh, Kevin Feige." Great, like it's it's Ryan Reynolds. This is Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. One thing I will say, Kendall, and look, there's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, some things I really you know don't want to spoil for the audience, so I don't want to go at all. But there's a lot of stuff out there. What I will say though is these leaks that are happening. A lot of it coming from now. Look, reporters saying, you know, like for example, Daphne Keene, you know, apparently being apparently in the mix to be a person in this movie. Like, I don't have as much a problem with that. I have a problem with it, but not as big as what Gardner I, article from Variety, right? Um, but like what we're seeing though is you know people posting, you know, set pictures from the set showing characters that have not been announced, not been, you know. It's an X Men movie, so like, could you guess that some of these characters are gonna show up? Sure, but like, things that haven't been announced or discussed at all, and we're getting you know, you know, seventy yard, eighty yard set photos spoiling. Hey, this character is gonna be in the X Men in, in the new Deadpool movie. Like, cut it out, man. Like, like this stuff is driving me crazy. Like, like we complain so much about these movies feeling like there's you know. No, I keep calling it the Atlanta sweatshop. You know, they look like they're 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 on a they're on PS3 graphics because they have to do everything behind a green screen because they don't trust that people you know who are happen to be near the set that they won't take a photo and leak it. Like, I I, I don't know where we are at this point anymore, but the leaking Kendall is really becoming a major problem for this industry and i mean industry i mean especially superhero movies because i don't think i don't feel like other movies have this like i don't feel like the next scorsese movie like there's going to be a set photo explaining how the movie ends or how or the no, twist yeah, the, the major twist in the movie like or james bond yeah or, or yeah, forget about scorsese like other big franchises mission impossible, mission impossible. like, like you go into yeah you go into those movies not knowing what's going to happen and i think that helps a ton like I don't know what the solution is, and I don't know if Marvel's getting looser because it felt like there was a time where everything was so airtight with Marvel that you know this stuff didn't happen. But it's just gotten out of control now. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, I mean, look. So there's there's two things to it. I mean, you know me. I've I've been on this. this the the leakers and the scoopers are bad for the industry thing for about yeah, a year yeah, now. Yeah, you've been you've been totally on it. You're on the right side of history, for Um, you know, it's it's and and the only thing that I will always say to to give them some leeway that it gives them some leeway is that look, some of it is self-inflicted for Marvel because they were so airtight and they don't say anything. And when you don't say anything, eventually people start, people start to yeah, they start to try and and poke and prod. Like I give DC some credit. Like DC doesn't deal with as much of the uh, like scoops and leaks, and in part because James Gunn is coming out and being pretty, uh, pretty upfront about this this stuff. He he's nothing really to hide. Um, right. And even he has to sometimes come out and say, "Yo, guys, like, you know, we haven't announced this. It's not a thing. You know, let's, let's wait until the movie comes out. Blah blah blah." 
But I mean, again, with Marvel, it's just it's 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 incredible how much stuff people just feel like, oh man, like you know, we have to get this leak, we got to get this scoop, and not and then what's even worse is it's not even all right half the time. That's which I think in part a saving grace. Is that yeah? That's true. Stuff wrong. Like these these set photos may come out, and you, you might not even be in the movie, and that and it may have just been a decoy. But like, there are times that these leaks they they say stuff, and it's not even right. And I'm like, what's the point anymore? Like, what are we like? What are we doing? Like these people that profit off of this stuff. And again, I there was a time where I I, I was cynical enough to think Marvel was doing this stuff on purpose. But I just can't. I don't think that this helps them in any way. Um, like the set photos, we would talk about that for a while. We'd be like, "Oh, like Marvel's getting these set photos out because they want them out because they want people talking about their movie." I don't think that this helps that Deadpool movie in the slightest. But even when it comes to the reports of, you know, oh, this is what's going to happen at the, at the end of this movie, and this is blah blah right, blah. Yeah. This movie's going to set up this and that. Yeah, the movie sets up this next movie coming out. Or this right. Po- there's a post-credit scene that's going to ensue. Like, it's like, what are we doing at this point? Like, we're all under the impression, and it's not a secret at this point, unfortunately, but we're all under the impression that uh, that, that General Ross, uh, Thunderbolt Ross, is going to be the president uh, in, Fox, in, in, in Captain America New World Order, or Brave New World, and then in Thunderbolts. Right. Marvel's never said that. And it really was—it wasn't even really reported by any major trades. But these leakers and scoopers have been so 100% confident in it and have continued to put it out there that I have no reason to believe that they're lying. And it's again—it's not a secret anymore. Now people are just openly talking about it. Yeah. In fact, and, it became so confusing watching Secret Invasion and seeing someone that wasn't Ross's president. People, were right? Watching, you're oh, like, oh, I'm waiting to see how they're going to set up Ross's president. Right, Marvel's right. like, it's like I would just bash on it. Right, I should, I should, I know the show was trash, but I should be able to just watch Secret Invasion and just be like, I shouldn't be thinking, all right, this is a character that that's gonna get removed as president or lose as president. Yeah, gonna, like, like Marvel's getting bashed. Marvel's getting bashed for oh, you know, how does it connect to Brave New World and where where does Ross being president fit into all this? And you know, they're probably sitting back and being like, we never say Ross is gonna be president. What are you guys talking right. about? Right, like you know, knowing that there's gonna be some other shoe to drop. But again, it's it's. It's it's affected the way people view these things, and it's 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 not good. You know, I would have rather not known that. And when he became president, been like, oh wow, that's crazy. That's where they're going with this. You know, and yeah, it's 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 not good for the it's not good for the as we say in sports, it's not good for the sport. Uh, but it's not it's not good yeah. it's not good uh, for the industry that that this has become the the norm. And like you said, it's not it just doesn't happen. Like Creed, they're making Creed four. Uh, they're not going to have to worry about this with Creed right. Four, you know. Yeah. Nobody, cause, and, and I, I hate to say it's because nobody cares because people, you know, Creed made Creed Three made more money than the Marvels, but right. that movie wasn't spoiled the same way the Marvels was, and it does it, again, it doesn't make sense. I don't really know. What it is. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a I think it's a long storyline probably, or like the like the long canon that's being created. Through, through Marvel's story, which has been a testament to them. I mean, it's it's kind of a newer thing, I think. But like, yeah, I mean, fans. you're I mean, you're a fan of the Fast and Furious movies. I mean, that that precedes the MCU, and we don't have these issues with the, mm-hmm. with the Fast and Furious movies. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I mean, the Fast and Furious movies are kind of um, um, like it's not like. 
well, I'll say it's not like how Marvel was <laughs> in terms of the the and I love those movies, but in terms of just the 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 creation of a story, um, those are popcorn flicks. Those are you go you literally just turn your brain off, watch the watch the movie, and you go home. Like if someone spoiled Fast Eleven for me, or some crazy element of Fast Eleven, I'll pro- I'd probably forget about it in a couple months. And still be able to go watch the trailer and enjoy the movie. Like with Marvel, it's it's just a it's just a different. It's hard to explain, but it's different in how they're creating this story. Um, and, and I think we watch. I think we watch for things like Star Wars, probably in a similar way too. That's the closest comparison. Besides DC, I did close comparison to Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Star Wars, you kind of watch for that kind of stuff as well for spoilers and. and Things like that, um, but but yeah, I think Marvel. I think the way Marvel has been crafting their story, and and I think I actually think it's kind of like a, it's almost like the more the harder Feige tries to like keep things such a secret, like the more people want to know what it is. <laughs> that that hurts them. Other, yeah, a lot of other like filmmakers don't like keep. You know, or they'll like keep their stuff secret, but it's not like under such lock and key like with Marvel. And when you don't talk, you like you are the you are the the face and the voice of the MCU, which again we we could we we've talked about it is the biggest and most uh it, the biggest film film franchise with the most fans out there, and you are the voice and face of it. It's something that people talk about every day. Uh, we do a podcast. Every week, you know, talking about mainly about their movies, and he doesn't say anything. He, he doesn't talk. Nobody yep. talks, and that's a problem because once once like the narrative now gets gets shifted, you allow the narrative of the Fantastic Forecasting to be not that oh well we're in a strike and you know, uh, you know we can't t- we can't you know announce anybody to we had three or four Reed Richards. That like during the strike when they couldn't even they couldn't even announce anything they couldn't make any deals and we had three or four Reed Richards deals fall through during the strike behind the scenes according to these these scoopers and it's like now nah, again I can't blame them for that because they weren't allowed to talk about that but like it, 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 but we're in this world where you don't want to you don't want to talk about this stuff and you don't want to inform people like James Gunn would have said because we saw the way he handled the Superman process like he would have been upfront about yeah these are the final people we're looking at them yep blah 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 xyz and we should have a reed richards for you in in a month you know see me yeah, in a month and we'll, we'll talk thing, about the thing about Thomas nonsense uh he was able to <laughs> quelch uh just by a tweet being like yeah, yeah just by sending out tweets yeah that, yep. that's, that's not true or, you know this is true yeah or, george clooney is gonna be batman in the dcu that's not true yeah i mean we, that was a whole basically there was like a good eight hours where that was just the prevailing thought that george clooney was batman and he's and like if that was Kevin Feige, he would have let that just sit for however many weeks and months before one of his minions would have finally went on background and said, you know, George Clooney actually not because George Clooney don't have no he has no uh, no reason to go out and say it's not gonna be him because unless unless he really really doesn't want it to because like it, it drives interest it drives his name it, it pushes his brand so it's really on the studios to quell rumors that are false and. And Feige doesn't do that for the most part. Or again, he lets a lot of things slip through the cracks, and I think that's been a big problem. 
speaking of Kevin Feige, he said something this week that I think raised eyebrows in part because of the stuff we've been seeing from leakers, and it involved the future of Tony Stark. So, you know, Tony Stark, played by Don, uh, Robert Downey, of course, spoiler alert, met his untimely dem- demise uh, during Avengers Endgame when he, you know, died sacrificing himself. And that death, probably the most profound death yet in the MCU, but with reports coming out that perhaps Robert Downey could be making a return. There was that big, big article that came out uh, that we talked about on the show. I think it was from Variety, kind of talking about how they were considering bringing back the likes of Robert Downey and Scarlett Johansson. Uh, Tony, uh, excuse me, uh, Kevin Feige now says that that death will not be uh, messed with. So um, in the article, uh, in a new Variety fair piece, um, he said, quote, we're going to keep that moment and not touch that moment. We all worked very hard for many years to get to that. We would never want to magically undo it in any way. So it's kind of straightforward. It kind of sounds a little similar to some of the stuff we heard when it came to T'Challa and what they were going to do with uh, the character that was played by Chadwick Boseman. Kendall, do you buy Kevin Feige saying that um, they will not, quote, uh, magically undo what happened in Endgame when it comes to Tony Stark's death? Um, if you're asking me, do I think Robert Downey Jr. is going to come back as Tony Stark? I will say yes. I don't believe if that's because there, there are headlines out there that are interpreting what he's saying as that. Uh, what he's saying, like you said, I guess that's the quote. He, he won't magically undo it. Uh, what was what was done in Endgame? Sure. I mean, I guess that's true. Um, but there's ways in which Robert Downey Jr. can come back and play Tony Stark without having them magically undo what happened in in in, um, in Endgame. And that could be debated. Like you may feel like him showing up in in any way, shape, or form is them magically undoing. And then that could be that'll be up for interpretation. But um, but I, I I mean I just don't believe that he's not going to be in Secret Wars. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense. Uh, the whole point of you doing Secret Wars is to get a movie with all the the biggest Marvel characters in Marvel history together in one movie. And Robert Downey Jr. is top three. Um, so the the idea that he's the biggest in your in your universe. So uh, the idea that he wouldn't be in this movie uh, sort of makes the whole concept null and void. So you almost have to have made sure well in advance that you'd be able to get him. And I think that they have, and I think that they know that they've got him. And Feige's, uh, I don't, he's, he doesn't strike me as someone that, that uh, is afraid to lie. I, I, I think he's willing to lie if it, uh, if it's for, for in his mind, a good cause, um, which is fine. Like I said, I don't mind you uh, saying stuff if it doesn't spoil the movie, but yeah, that's, that's, that's again, my interpretation is I think we will be seeing Robert Downey Jr., I just don't think it'll be maybe the same exact guy that we got from uh, that died in Endgame. What do you, how do you feel, Sharon? Does that does that qualify for you, to you that if they do that, that that would not be matching undoing it, or do you feel like that would still kind of be undoing Robert Downey Jr. Stuff, that somehow they brought back a variant or somehow kept that moment kept as that. it is, but had Robert Downey still being Tony Stark, would that undo kind of what happened in Endgame? Um, 
Well, uh, okay, so I I think a variant would. I mean, that's my personal opinion. I think a variant, like if that's what he does, then then he's playing word games and he <laughs> and he really is bringing Tony Stark back. But um, if that's not the case, um, if it's more of like a uh, like a vi- like I don't know like a like a uh, whether it be of course a flashback or um, I don't know some some something else some kind of something mystical. one of the long rumored ways of bringing him back it has been like he'll be the new AI for for Riri Williams he'll be the new Jarvis so to speak yeah or something like that um, you know which that would be fine as well. That's not breaking any kind of canon, I don't think. Um, you know, because there's other ways you can kind of quote unquote bring them back without them actually being back. And, and I would, I would, um, well, actually, no, I won't. I won't spoil this for people that haven't seen Ahsoka. But in the Ahsoka, in the Star Wars show, they have other ways of quote unquote bringing people back. Mm. Um, but there's other ways you use your imagination. You can quote unquote bring somebody back without. Um, without uh actually having them be back um or you can leave it ambiguous too in 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 uh whether they were actually back or not but a variant i think would if, if they were to do like just the jonathan majors or um you know a king type thing where it's just oh this is just a different version of tony stark but it's the same actor and it's um I, even similar i guess characteristics i mean I don't know. I, I think that would, you, you'd basically be bringing them back. So, um, so yeah, a variant would, but in other ways, maybe not. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm going to go back and forth on this. I, I, in terms of would a variant undo the death that happened, I, I kind of don't think so. I think it would depend on kind of the background of the variant and how the variant differs in any way. I think a lot would, would matter to me to determine whether or not that would undo what happened. Um, now, what would happen if they decided to um, just never bring him back and decide that, you know, they were going to... Because I, what, I th- what I've always thought, and what I still kind of hold true, is I think that a recast is going to happen with a younger Tony Stark. That is always kind of how I felt. How you get to that point, I'm still not sure. But is there a way that you can wiggle around a recasting that brings us a younger Tony Stark, but that also doesn't undo the 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 Robert Downey Jr. death, the, the, the Tony Stark? Yeah, because I think after Secret Wars, I think a lot of this stuff is going to be blown up. I think the canon that we know currently is not going to... It's going to exist in our minds, but I don't think they're going to be holding us to any of it. I think everything changes after Secret Wars. So, if that's the case, how can you undo something that technically doesn't exist in within the the world that they're living in? So, if that makes sense to you, I don't know how you feel, but to me, like that is going to be how they're going to they're going to change this thing. I think that's going to bring us a new Captain America, a new Iron Man. Uh, I don't know if it brings us a new Thor. It seems like Chris Hemsworth's fine cutting the checks as long as he gets something that's more worthwhile than what he's been doing with. Uh, uh, Taika Waititi of late, but I think some of these characters, and I think eventually, I think Black Panther would fall in that as well. I think we'll, that's where we'll end up getting some of these newer characters uh, coming along with the new X Men that we get. I think it's gonna 
we'll we'll keep some of these characters. We'll keep a uh, Miss Marvel. We'll keep uh, you know Tom Holland. We'll, you know some of these characters, particularly the younger ones, probably will hang around for a bit. But I think all these other ones will be the ones that will will be recast. In many ways, the major uh, the major Avengers will be the ones that we see get recast. I I agree. Um, and also, I think that one of the things we have to ask ourselves because look, I am of the mindset that it, that uh, bringing him back, you know, that that again, it may not constitute as 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 a uh, that bringing him back as a variant may not constitute necessarily as a magical undoing of his death. But the other question that I would ask is, and I sort of mentioned this before, is does it matter? And, and to some people, they may think that's a crazy question because Endgame is is an all time movie and it's that's an all time moment. Um, and doing it just for just for like a a, a, a soulless box office thing for Secret Wars uh, may be callous. But if you're Marvel, again, the amount of money that you're that you're staring down the pipe. Uh, and, and even beyond, if you're Marvel, if you're, if you're Disney, the amount of money you're staring down the pipe with this Secret Wars movie, all of the all of the the proverbial pain and suffering Marvel fans have had to go through the last two or three years uh, because they want to because they want to they want to they want to line up the Secret Wars movie. Uh, that I, to me, I don't know if it even matters if it undoes Endgame to a degree if you have to bring back Tony Stark for this movie. Um, because again, Marvel's in a—they're in a bad spot. They—they—they they, they need Tony Stark. Uh, they need him in this movie. Um, so to me, I think that they are probably weighing that themselves. Like, yes, this hurts Endgame, but does it help Secret Wars? And is Secret Wars our priority right now? And I think their answer would probably be yes. Um, so I think that that'll ultimately weigh their uh, sway their judgment. But um, but I agree with you, EJ, that I think that the the recasting of those characters will happen. Um, there was um, a report or a tweet from that from my time to shine hello, uh, which you know we, we talked about the leakers and the scoopers. I have no problem with the leakers and scoopers when they ever want to report on things that aren't like plot details in a movie. Uh, right. That yeah, exactly. You know, aren't tweets that aren't in you know in a trailer or something like that. Um, but. You know, they said that you know Marvel's plan is to uh, is to re- recast Black Widow, uh, Captain America, and Iron Man so that they can uh, so they can interact with the X Men and Fantastic Four essentially. Um, right, which is common sense to me. Yeah, it's common sense. Uh, did not mention Black Panther, but I would imagine Black Panther would be uh, involved in that as well. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, but but with those three, uh, and it's funny because people ask, like, oh, well, why do we need Steve Rogers? We already got Sam Wilson. One of the things I thought was interesting was Disney Plus just put out a, they just dropped a, a Lego Avengers special about a month or two ago. It's called, like, Code Red or something like that. I forget. But um, on the Avengers team is both Captain America, Steve Rogers, and Captain America, Sam Wilson. So I'm like, they're already getting the, uh, they're already getting the, uh, the the kids ready for the the concept of two Captain Americas running around on the same team, um, mm. but it also had Wolverine as a part of it, which I was like, oh, this is the first time I've seen 
like an X-Men character in a new Marvel thing right. uh, interacting with other Marvel characters uh, in like since like Avengers Earth Mighty Heroes. <laughs> I, was, I was bugging out. Uh, or uh, Wolverine might have been an Ultimate Spider-Man. Might have been an Ultimate Spider-Man, but um, but yeah, I, so that bugged me out as well. But uh, yeah, I think we're definitely going to have those moments where because they this, need is, is it, this is an Avengers cartoon you said Lego Avengers yeah Lego Avengers gotcha yeah this is a Lego Avengers cartoon that they've dropped on Disney Plus uh, about a month or two ago so although those two things fascinated me the fact that mm. we had two Captain Americas in it and yeah. the fact that we had a uh, and the fact that we had whatchamacallit Wol- yeah, uh, I mean, Wolverine yeah I mean the Marvel Comics has been running around for a while now with both <laughs> Sam Wilson and and you know Right, Captain Rogers Steve, Rogers, Steve Rogers running around both as there has been times where just Sam Wilson and Captain America, and Steve Rogers literally just been Steve Rogers, and you know, yeah, no they've both been, yeah, there's been times they both been Captain America, so so they they they're not this is not completely foreign territory for Marvel from this front, so yeah, I, I, look for does anyone hope that they do anyone want them to bring back Robert Downey? Like I know we talked about this a little bit before, but do, do you do you guys think it would be good to bring him back? Um, I, I mean, it's hard for me to say that, oh, I, I don't want to see Robert Downey because he's a good actor. I mean, I, right. I like seeing him on screen. I mean, I'm not going to be upset, you know, if I see him on screen, you know, it is what it is. I mean, would I do it? No, because, <laughs> you know, we just, we just finished that story. So, I mean, I'll be happy if I'm an audience member, I'd be happy to see him on screen. But I'd also be like, I mean, we, I feel like we just kind of finished his story and in such a great way. And now he's back, you know, now will your regular, you know, I guess your 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 uh, non sweaty, you know, as as, uh, you know, the late John Schnepp would say, uh, would the will your would your non sweaty care about that? Maybe not. But, you know, but um, me, I'd be like, oh. Mm. You know, I mean, I, I, but again, I, I say that now, but when I see him on screen, will I feel differently? Maybe. So, you know, that's a business decision that, you know, Kendall brought up and, you know, maybe that's something that they feel like they have to do. I don't know, but, um, I, I, I think bringing him back, if you're talking about bringing him back and then like trying to bring him back multiple different times, I think that's a major problem. Um, if you're bringing him back one time, I, I think that that is fine. Uh, again, if we were doing it just for Secret Wars, I think it makes sense. Again, that movie, what they're trying to do, uh, I, I think that makes sense. But I, I don't want another Iron Man movie with, with Tony Stark, if, or at least with Robert Downey, uh, personally. Um, you know, if you're going to make more Iron Man movies, recast and cast somebody younger. I, I can't be the guy that's upset that we have 90-year-old Professor X uh in these movies and then be happy that we're gonna have a 60 year old tony stark <laughs> you know so um yeah. I, you know i think at that point i think they should recast it'll be uh it'll be something that we end up following man it's uh it's it's it's, it, it, it's such a we're in such a holding pattern right I, again i just i really just want to get at this point to secret wars and to kang dynasty or wherever the movie's gonna be <laughs> it's not kang dynasty it's, it's doom dynasty i don't know whatever whatever it's gonna be i just want to get to that at this point because it just feels like this whole pattern we're in is leaving us with very little answers and again hopefully deadpool kind of maybe 
introduces us to some of these answers we're going to get to get up to those movies, but until then, it's kind of all a guessing game. So before we get out of here, I do want to give us an update on what's happening with Superman Legacy. So uh, the CEO of uh, DC, the DCU Films, uh, James Gunn, who's also directing uh, Superman Legacy, he says the script is now 99.9% done. So this is a movie that has a lot of moving parts. We've actually been seeing some recent castings of late. We had the news that it looked like Nicholas Holt was uh, in the lead to to become the Lex Luthor of this film. You know, Nicholas Holt has been kind of knocking on the door of trying to get a major hero role in a DC movie. He was up for Superman, apparently. He was up for uh, Batman and Matt Reeves' The Batman movie. But here, it sounds like uh, it'll end up being uh, a villain, and a very iconic villain, Lex Luthor, from the play. But there were also some other uh, major castings as well. So we have a Jimmy Olsen, who's been cast in this movie. We have a, a, a Tess Mocker, who's also uh, been cast for this movie. So um, I'm curious, Kendall, in terms of where Superman Legacy stands, how do you feel about, uh, A, the script in terms of where it stands right now, 99.9% done, and it's some, of the cast, some of the castings we got? Um, yeah, I mean, look... You know, another thing James Gunn confirmed was the release date's not moving. Um, so that's honestly for me, that's that's the best news of the bunch because in the world where Marvel is like trying to push everything back and uh, and and, and this and that, there's DC is saying no, we're fine. And, and and again, Marvel, I think you know they're trying to make it seem as if it's mainly because of the strike and. I think this, this, DC not moving back uh, Superman, and we'll see what happens with Batman, but it's sort of an indication that uh, the strike, yeah, hurt a little bit, but the movie's coming out in 2025. If they really yeah. wanted to push these things out, they could, but Marvel has other issues. Uh, yeah. You know, they have, they have script issues and things that they want to do, and they don't want to have to reshoot the whole movie and things of that nature. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, Deadpool was... You know, it's that's next summer, and you know there was a major yeah. strike. I really was just assuming that we have a delay, but nope, they're just pushing along, and that really hasn't been moved either. Yeah, and so, um, so we'll. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We'll we'll see uh, where we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, you know, uh, in terms of in terms of DC, uh, but. Yeah, no, I'm 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 excited about what we've gotten, and, and I mean the Nicholas Holt casting uh, is very interesting. You know, he's somebody that we kind of figured when his name was involved that he made more sense for Lex than Clark, uh, and you know he was in the running for Clark. I don't know. I wonder how much of that was real. Um, there are, you know, there've been some jokes and people talking about how like ironic it is that like you could have. Um, you know, you got the guys playing Lex Luthor in part be like, you know, behind the scenes, he was supposed to be playing Superman and now he's not. And that does that inform his uh, his his character at all? You know, or does that inform his, his him playing the role? Uh, that that would be funny. But no, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a guy that obviously is a high level actor and has gone on to do a lot of a lot of great things since playing Beast um, in those movies. But 
even if you're just going off of his beast performance, you, you can definitely see a little bit more Lex Luthor potential than Superman, in my in my opinion. So uh, excited about that. Um, and, you know, there's been been some word about Brainiac being the villain, which I think is also cool because uh, it's cool in a lot of different ways. One, we haven't gotten Brainiac uh, as a Superman villain yet, and we've had a million Superman movies. So on that that sense, it's great to get, to get a new character. Um, but also Marvel kind of dropped the ball a little bit with Ultron. So this is, an, this is their way DC of one-upping Marvel, so to speak, if they could do their AI, you know, robot, even though he's technically an alien, but their robot AI villain, uh, better than Marvel did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, 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 the Brainiac thing is this the, I mean, if anyone could correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, have we had a Brainiac villain yet in any Superman movies? No, no. I mean, again, we've, we've got plenty of animated versions, right. but no, no live action. Yes, we had animated. We got, I mean, we had Brainy from Supergirl. I think we had, uh, I think I think there was some kind of, there was probably a Brainiac at some point in Smallville. I have to rewatch. Um, yeah, there's definitely a Brainiac as well. Though. Yeah, yeah, there was uh, definitely a Brainiac as well. But, um, but yeah, no, this is definitely the first like in a feature length film for sure. Yeah, I mean, I look Brainiac. There's so much potential there, and when we've seen it done, whether it be live action on uh, on uh, Krypton or whether we've seen it in animated shows and animated movies, it's it's, it's always slap. Um, it, it was also really good in Injustice too, as well. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I, I, I think Brainiac could be great. It is different, and I think, I think Brainiac makes a lot of sense. Honestly, for a younger Superman, Superman who's still trying to figure out kind of who he is, and you know, not to spoil things, but this Superman show, the, the My Adventure with Superman cartoon that we that we watched uh, earlier this year, their first season, you know, it's a real slow burn, but we're, it seems like we're headed towards a Brainiac angle. Like, like it, it, I think it makes sense for Superman that's kind of figuring figuring who he is and kind of coming into his own to be introduced to uh, this dark side of, of this history that he has with this, this, uh, this planet that he no longer has any ties to because it blew up, you know? I think that Brainiac... And, and what I like about it, too, is that is a Brainiac is a character that, you know, he never really goes away. You know, there's always going to be iterations right. of Brainiac can come up. So he can be in his first movie, but that doesn't mean he will have more impacts on future movies moving forward. But, you know, Feige, excuse me, uh, Gone taking a page a little bit out of Feige's book with, okay, I'm going to do Superman, how I do this differently. It's kind of crazy that we've gone this long without a Brainiac story with all these Superman movies that we've had. Um,. But, you know, a lot of these movies have leaned on either Zod or Lex Luthor. So I'm actually excited to see what they do with Superman. Shamar, how do you feel about Jimmy Olsen, Jimmy Olsen being in this movie? You know, Skylar Gizono is being, it's been cast as Jimmy Olsen. It, I think one of the, I know you're a big fan of the, the, the Zack Snyder Superman, Man of Steel movies. Um, and, but one of the, the big issues people had was the treatment of Jimmy Olsen. If there was a Jimmy Olsen, we think maybe it was a guy that was in BVS that ended up getting killed like two minutes into the movie. <laughs> um, 
which was a disaster. Like, uh, are, are you excited to have a true Jimmy Olsen? I know Gunn said that Jimmy Olsen definitely was going to be in it, and he kind of made a big deal about it, but now that it's official, are you excited about it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's going to be, uh, um, I mean, I think it'll be good. I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, like, I like all these castings so far. Um, I think it'll be good to have a Jimmy Olsen. I mean, the last live action Jimmy Olsen we had, I believe, was, well, no, it was Supergirl, obviously. I would um, say the homie from Supergirl. Uh, yeah, the cops <laughs> broke shout, yep. shout out to him. Did, yeah. Who ended up being Guardian, by the way. Yeah, and then being Guardian. That was a whole that was a whole different thing. Um uh but yeah, then and then he go further back to that and then you have Smallville, Jimmy Olsen. Um yeah, I thought that was done well also. So I mean you know, Jimmy Olsen it, it, character. Shamar, you gotta tell me you gotta tell EJ. I don't know if EJ uh knows this already. You gotta tell me what you told me about <laughs> Smallville oh, yeah. Jimmy Olsen. So yeah, EJ, so- you remember you remember you remember who's played Smallville Jimmy Olsen, right? I do not. So, so I asked Shamari, I was like, yeah. we were talking about the X-Men movies the other, like about a month ago. And I was yeah. like, I was like, yeah, man, you know, we had the guy Iceman, you know, Iceman, you know, he, he, remember he also played Jimmy Olsen in Smallville. I was like, that was, that was cool. And <laughs> Shamari was like, did you know that that's not Iceman? And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, that's his twin brother. Yeah, and I lost my mind. That's wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, the guy he has a, yeah, twin brother. Twin brother played Jimmy Olsen. Like, if you look him up, if you look up Jimmy Olsen Smallville, you go, yeah, it's Iceman, right? <laughs> uh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. No, I, 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 I was like, my whole childhood was ruined. So you, you this whole time thought that Iceman was also yeah. Like I thought Jimmy the same Olsen. guy played Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, he looks just like him. I so, mean, he does. I he mean, does. I, he does look just like this guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's not him. That's crazy. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I did not know. Shout out to Aaron Ashmore, uh, who yeah. played Jimmy Olsen. But did not play. Uh, did not play Iceman. Ice that is Sean. That is Sean Ashmore. So a totally different person. Um, but yeah, that 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 threw me off, man. I just, that's kind of weird. I don't think that like that could never happen today. Like you couldn't have. No. Like you couldn't have identical twins playing different superhero, like superhero. characters. <laughs> not without and, it being like a really big deal. Right, or and people complain people about, talk it. about it all the time. Yeah, and people complain about right, it. I, right, I don't. Right. I think. I think that this couldn't happen. I think that you like wh- whatever twin got the first gig, like that other twin could never work in superhero medium. Like I think it would be done for them. That's crazy. That's crazy. Shout out to shout out to Sean Ashmore who played Iceman. I feel like I feel like he was a he, he got set up with a really good role and he was really good as Iceman. I feel like they never really. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff, but I feel like, and obviously he was in X Men: Days of Future Past. Great to see him back, but like I feel like he could have got. I feel like I would like see him in another shot in another, in another different superhero role. We had so many superhero movies. So, so I gotta give him another plug. You guys gotta watch the boys. Oh, I don't watch the boys. That's true. Oh, he's in the boys. Yeah, you guys gotta watch the boys. Yeah, I, see, I mean, I add that to the list of reasons. Is that yeah. him or his brother? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question though. Yeah, no, it, no, that's good. It is him. I'm actually looking at his Wikipedia. Yeah, it, it, it is him. That's funny that Shamari now was unsure after <laughs> after this conversation. Um, yeah. That is actually wild. I told y'all, man. I, yet, I, yeah, go ahead. Kendall. No, I was just gonna say the, the guy who is playing Jimmy Olsen in this movie has gotten a lot of hype just based off of the look. He looks just oh, like man. Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, perfect. 
Yeah, any yeah, he looks like something straight out of a nineteen fifty Superman comic book, which is kind of crazy considering it's you know twenty twenty three. But like, yeah, he has a perfect look. He absolutely, I, I'm really excited for this. I, and that's what I was going to say before. Like you know, to me, like Superman, uh, Marvel, they got they better get their act together before twenty twenty five, man. And they it's, they better happen because I think that Superman legacy is going to really put real pressure on Marvel. I, I think that there's going to be a lot of excitement for the movie. I know people say, really, another Superman? So I think this is, I think James Gunn, he knows how to sell a movie. And yep. it feels like he really, really wants to embrace what Superman means to most people, which I think was some of the concern or the issues that you know some people had with the Zack Snyder stuff, and I don't want to make it sound like everybody hated Zack Snyder stuff. A lot of people really like Superman, Man, or the Man of Steel movie, and they a lot of people really love Henry Cavill. But it does just feel like, you know, James Gunn really wanted to give Superman, in terms of the most optimistic look of him, in the purest form to audiences. And I think that there's an appetite for that, man. Like, well, I think Christopher Nolan kind of changed the game with the Dark Knight, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of people were kind of were looking for darker, edgier superhero content from there. And I think that, you know, while Marvel kind of did, did their own thing during that time, I think we did see a lot of people trying to find the edginess they could find with a lot of these characters. I know Gunn typically does a lot of edgy content, but I actually think that this is going to be, this is going to end up looking and sounding, I think, very different than a lot of the James Gunn stuff we're used to seeing. I think this is actually going to be a lot more hopeful. And I think it's what we need. You know, these are dark, these are dark times in our, in our world. These are dark times in our country. And I, I think, I think people might have had enough of like the super dark, super, you know, oh, you know, the, just the concept of Jimmy Olsen, that there's like the, a, a little photographer that runs around that actually helps Superman that is always in the line of danger. Like, yes, in a vacuum, that sounds ridiculous. And I can see why, you know, a jaded, Hollywood director like Zack Snyder would be like, this is stupid. I want to kill him in the first two minutes. But like, sometimes we need some, some hope. Sometimes we need some fun. Sometimes we need, uh, to really get lost into these, uh, these, these, these movies. And, and these characters actually do add something. Like I think Jimmy Olsen in many ways, um, to me, he really is the link to Superman's humanity more so than anyone else. I think even more so than Lois. Cause like Lois is his love interest. Oh, so like that's, that's a that's a different thing. I think you know, I think Superman and Clark or Kylo, his connection to Jimmy, I think really is 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 probably even more profound in terms of like his connection to Earth and Earthlings and 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 him identifying with us, us being humans, because the only other humans we really see him deal with on a regular basis are either his love interests or his his parents, you know. So I, I thought it was stupid that. James that, that Zack Snyder saw no value in that. And I think that James Gunn, given how he's able to, you know, write interpersonal relationships, I think that he's gonna do a great job with this dynamic. So I was really excited when they finally announced I, casting. I, I think when we talked about Marvel pushing a lot of their stuff back to twenty twenty five, I think that Marvel knows that twenty twenty five is a crucial year because of exactly that. That That's Superman cool. movie being such uh that is both superman and then the batman too the batman yeah, part two yeah, like that out too yeah, the batman is coming out yeah like those being such like giant anchors right now on you know 
on the superhero slate and you know what Marvel's trying to do um they know that if those movies come out and are both great that like the that that's all people will be talking about for the rest of the year they're not going to be talking about Fantastic 4 or Daredevil Born Again or anything else like they're going to be talking about uh the Superman movie cuz that's what I'm interested to see with the DCU is and we'll see it with the Superman movie not necessarily as much with the Batman is um, how how do they handle the idea of it being a shared universe? Because the DCEU was like they were not as strong in terms of connecting stuff as Marvel was, even though it was in the same universe. They weren't like the DCEU movies weren't aren't a constant tease of the next movie um, in the same way Marvel movies are. I, I wonder if is D, are DC Studios movies going to be different? In that they, because they have all these other heroes, you know, and that's maybe the one thing I'm worried about with this movie is, you know, you have all these Superman characters in it, and then you're going to throw in all these other heroes, and like, it, are these more so going to be shorter cameo type deals, or are these characters that are going to play major roles? Um, not worried that's going to be bad, but more so just curious to see what it's going to look like. Um, but then I'm, wor- I'm, I'm interested. As the you know, it, when we see this movie, we're gonna feel like, oh, this is kind of a one-off movie, and we'll just have to wait for the next one, or, or are we gonna get a, three or four different tie-ins to other DC projects? Because Peacemaker obviously wasn't something that was trying to tie into a million different things. Not even James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie, like it tied into Peacemaker only because they were making Peacemaker. But besides that, it kind of was its own thing. So I'm curious to see if this has that feel, or if he takes the Marvel Studios blueprint. Any final thoughts, Sham? Final thoughts, Sham? I mean, I I think Kendall posed an interesting question. Um, I'm very much looking forward to this Superman movie. Uh, James Gunn has... uh, I've very much enjoyed his content. I have... My expectations aren't through the roof, but they're pretty high. You know, I'm expecting something at least... um, I know you guys were, were, you know, more down on DCEU than me, but I'm expecting something at least as good, but probably a little bit better Mm -hmm. um, than the DCEU. So, I mean, I... I think the Superman movie is, you know, shaping up to be good. It has a good cast so far. And, um, yeah, yeah, Marvel's got a lot of catching up to do, it, it looks like, right now. And I think that there is some there's some benefit that I think none of us have really kind of talked about, and maybe we should have. There's a benefit to having seen someone else do something. And I don't want to go as far as say fail, because I don't think I would consider what DC has been a failure though maybe that's maybe other people would because they've had some successes they failed in trying to create a unified connected universe that maybe you could say is a failure but in terms of just overall dc movie making it's hard to say that when you know you know the batman was so great it's hard to say that when the suicide squad was so great it's hard to say that um with you know some of the money that they've made so i don't know if i'd say just on a just on a win that is a complete failure. Some of the casting they've made have been really good, but it, it does, it does, you know, we see someone else's work and then you see the critiques of it and you see what people disliked about it. And you see, maybe forget about what people disliked about it, something that just didn't quite work well. I mean, there's a benefit to you saying, well, I'm going to try this, but I have different ideas. I, I can do different things. I can, I can go where this person didn't. I can steer where they went wrong. Like there's a benefit to that. Like, James Gunn got to see someone go out there and do the test 
and get, you know, like a, a C minus or a C on the test. And now he has all the answers. So he now he comes in taking this. He's taking the same exact test. The the landscape has changed a little bit. For the most part, everything else is the same. And you don't think that he's going to have much more of an understanding of what exactly the people want, what doesn't work for the DC universe, what does work. I think he will. And again, like I've, I know I fought with you guys on the show. I've been pretty much behind James Gunn's corner really early on on this. I feel like the tide is turning with a lot of uh, not just you guys, a lot of people also really starting to garner real excitement for what's happening over there. Maybe some of that has a lot to do with just Marvel screwing up. Maybe that's that could very well be the case. But I think it's I think it goes beyond that. I think people are seeing uh, the boldness with these castings, not just some of the again the the, the expanded kind of Superman lore that we're seeing be appreciated with Tess Mocker and Olsen being casted. But again, it's, it's the Hawkmans. It's the Mr. Terrific. It's like the fact that you really see the creation of a DC universe that feels super, it feels established, but it also feels, I don't want to say authentic is the word, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel like they're just throwing in some way. Some people may feel like they're throwing stuff in the wall, but I don't feel like you are. I don't feel like you, Deciding, I'm gonna put you know Guy Gardner in a Superman movie. You throwing something against a wall. To me, like that's a, that's a very intentional thing you're doing. You put in Mister Terrific is very intentional. Like just like whenever we saw those characters show up in a Justice League Unlimited or a you know Batman Brave and the Bold or whatever. Like there was reasons for what they were doing. It feels like that is what's happening with this and seeing kind of what we saw work so well in the animated uh, platform brought back to now the movies which in many ways is what made marvel so great but it, it feels like dc's finally doing that in the right way so i think that's why there's a lot of excitement there but i think that's a good place to leave it today so i want to thank you guys so much for listening to this edition this edition of new generation hero talk of course if you enjoyed this episode you can catch all of our shows on new generation podcast network find that at podcast soundcloud Stitcher, tune in and wherever else you get your podcast also be sure to check us out on youtube uh, new generation media is where you can subscribe to our channel be sure to check us out on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. And follow us individually on social media. You can find me, EJ underscore Stewart, on Twitter, Action EJ on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. Kendall can be found on Twitter, New Gen Ken. Shamar can be found on Snapchat, MC, uh, Snapchat and Instagram, MCShan22. Now do it for now. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace. <laughs>